I gotta do the Jake Taban. Do it. Do I do three, two, one, then clap? One, <laughs> sure, two, if you three. want. Yeah, I was you, gonna make you do that, but yeah. Oh, we'll say well, no. no one does that. Gotta let the spirit live on. Three, oh. two, one. Welcome back to episode thirteen of the Second Unit Podcast. Thirteen or fourteen? Thirteen. Uh, my name is Zach Parsons. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host Jake Taban. Oh, Jake, how are you today? Oh. Oh, oh! You didn't show up. Oh, couldn't get ready for vacation couldn't, on time. Couldn't be here. Couldn't be here. Mm. Right, right. Okay. Well, anyway, Jake is not here today, and he won't be on the show next week. So, you know, maybe he quit. But anyway, moving up to second chair, Alex Haven. How are you today? I just at this point, I when do I take your spot? I know. True. For You're gonna. Chair. Well, next month I'm gonna be out. So okay. somebody's gonna have to host. Watch this, out this this situation. So okay. maybe Ben. No. No. <laughs> Podcast is over. Okay. Uh, producer Ben on the ones and twos, how are you today? Good. How was your birthday? Amazing. Amazing? It sucks to be old. It's Body, getting old. Body's not doing what it used to. Just can't recover from can't, the hangovers the same way. Cannot recover the same yeah, way. Exactly. So we're all doing well today. Today we are going to do a little NBA uh, Nuggets Heat Finals kind of preview. Uh, we are going to talk some NFL football, which we haven't talked about in a while, so I'm excited to get into some of that. We're going to talk some quarterbacks. We have some pop culture news to address, um, some takes to get off our chest, and uh, we're going to do a top five romantic comedies today. So a bunch of bros talking rom-coms, so I'm, I'm excited for that. But anyway, uh, let's get started. Let's, let's talk about the finals first. Uh, Nuggets Heat. <clears throat> the Nugget. I think since our last show, uh, the Nuggets swept the Lakers 4-0, and the Miami Heat beat the Celtics in, in seven games. Um, Saban, did you watch very much of? I really just want to talk about the Celtics Heat because that's what's fresh right now. Like the Nuggets is kind of old news, which yeah, is unfortunate for them, I, but. I watched enough of it, yeah, where, I mean, the Heat were up 3 nothing and then lost three in a row, and everybody thought Boston was going to come back and be the first team to do it, and then psych. Yeah, I, I exactly, and I, I, bet the, I bet the Miami Heat game seven, money line and plus seven, just because I felt like after game three, or after game six, I'm sorry, when the Celtics tied it, I felt like... Everybody thought the Celtics were just going to win the game, right? And it's like, oh, it's game seven. Like, the Celtics are just going to win. They've come back from 3-0. Like, they're definitely going to finish it off now. And I was just like, I don't know. I mean, it never goes the way you think it's going to go, right? And that's kind of what happened in game seven with – there were a couple times that the Celtics were, like, trying to make a run and come back and, like, make it a game, but – the Heat just kept making shots down the stretch. It felt like every time the Heat needed a big shot made, it wasn't Jimmy Butler making it, even though he had a great game seven. It was Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin was just unbelievable the whole series. In my opinion, probably should have won finals MVP, or Eastern Conference uh, finals MVP and not yep. Jimmy Butler. Because um, I don't think... Uh, uh, that game seven isn't won. Or the last... the I, This whole series, like... Caleb Martin, I was talking about this with, I can't remember who I was talking about it with, but if you just kind of showed the aliens that came down 
basketball for the first time and showed them this series. This is wild already. Okay. Yeah. This is what I was thinking. So the aliens come down. The aliens are coming down. They're watching hoops for the first time. Right. (laughs) So it's Space Jam. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you're going to show them these seven games and this is all they have to watch. You tell them between Jalen Brown and Caleb Martin, one of these guys is an all NBA player. Caleb Martin's the all NBA player. Right. You know, Jalen Brown just was so bad this entire series. He can't dribble. He couldn't shoot. He was turning the ball over left and right. Couldn't really do anything right. And that was kind of the Celtics' downfall because you're an all-NBA guy and you were playing like a guy that shouldn't have been playing any minutes at all. Right. Tough. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, Derek, Derek White was the second best player for the Celtics, I think, this entire series. That game six tip-in was unbelievable. I tell you what, that dude has a tough hairline, though. Just a bad hairline. Just, he's not that old, and it's so high up there. Very goofy looking. If you, anytime he's on the court, he has the headband on. You you pop that headband off, things are not looking good. Um, But he was unbelievable. Uh, You know, that's kind of all I had, all I had on that. I, the big talking point, right, with uh, coming out of this for Boston really quick is Jalen Brown is now eligible for a five-year, uh, what is it, five-year, $290 million Supermax extension. Uh, Jason Tatum is also eligible for that same max extension. If we're going to go fake NBA GM here for a second, do you sign both of them and just see what happens, or what do you do? Yeah, they're they're in a weird spot, and this whole series – just the way it went, like the first three games was like all heat. It felt like dominated yeah. and it was like, oh, wow, cool. And then the Celtics came back and won three games and then that was its own little pocket. Mm-hmm. And then game seven was completely different from the first six games. And it did feel like three like different yeah, there's series. Three almost. totally yeah. different things like, oh, heat dominating. Boston keeps winning. And then game six, they yeah, kind of shouldn't have won. But, yeah. Yeah. but then game seven, just to in a game seven to go to the finals to get blown out at home like they did. But yeah, um, Tatum can give him a little bit of a pass from tweaking his ankle at the very beginning of the game. That did suck. That was unfortunate. He, he didn't have like a terrible game. Definitely didn't play well. And like, that's gotta be tough. Like, I mean, everybody's turned an ankle before. Like you're Uh not going to be able to play a hundred percent. Like even if it's not like a super serious Mm -hmm. injury. Um, but yeah, so Jalen Brown, you could I tell don't Tatum was like wincing in the fourth quarter still from that ankle injury that he never like really came back from. So yeah, that did suck. Yeah, but if if I'm the GM, I think we talked about this last time. Mm. Um, definitely, you I you would definitely pay Tatum, and yeah. I think there's no question about right. that. But now Jalen Brown, it's hard mm-hmm. because it's the recency bias and it's the fact that this was the big moment where you need superstars mm-hmm. to be superstars, and oh, yeah. he just didn't step up. But it's also hard to justify letting somebody like that go who mm-hmm. is an all-NBA caliber player. But if they keep hitting this same wall every year of we can make it this far right. and we don't have the guys to take us over the edge, then mm-hmm. like what are we doing here? So, I, in my Yeah, I agree with you. And in my opinion, I think what you have to do if you're the Celtics, and if I was a Celtics fan, this is what I would want to happen. I was thinking about this. Uh, there's two options to go with Jalen Brown because Jason Tatum definitely is going to stay on the Celtics, right? It's either you trade him the summer um, and go that route or you extend him. And at the very worst, 
if you have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum on your team, you have a shot to make a run in the playoffs. You're you have a shot at the Eastern Conference Finals at least every season. And that's like what you want as an NBA team and as a basketball fan, right? right? So it's hard not to sign up for that. But I also get the whole not getting over the the hump thing. But we also said that about Jokic last year, the last two years, and he did it this year. And now look at Jokic, he's the best player on the planet. Yeah. So I think the recency bias we need to kind of take away from and kind of forget the last two weeks happen and evaluate Jalen Brown on what he is as a whole. And that's what's so hard about everything now, not even just sports, but especially in sports. It's like the immediate gratification. It's that what have you done for me lately? If you didn't do exactly what I wanted you to do right now, Mm -hmm. then if you're not cutting it, you're gone kind of thing. But yeah, if, if the Celtics keep this team, like obviously I get the idea of, oh, we can't quite get over the edge. But like you said, like you don't want to, completely blow up the team mm-hmm. and then you might just put yourself back a ton yep. because yeah you have to with Tatum entering his prime you don't want to like right fuck that up to all NBA players like when's the last time the Pacers had one all NBA player Paul George love that guy Victor Oladipo I think was all NBA one year okay like all NBA third team yeah maybe okay but just that like we've had maybe two in the yeah. last two decades yeah per- perhaps yeah so if you have two on the same team at once it feels silly to you know just give mm-hmm. that up but um. yeah i uh, i was looking at like different things and the the hot trade rumor is that he gets traded to portland for number three anthony simons and other stuff and the issue with Jaylen, uh, trading jalen brown <clears throat> is i think if you want to trade jalen brown you have jason tatum 20 whatever he is 24 25 years old you want to get someone just as good as Jalen Brown or better and the problem with Jalen Brown is he's good enough where the only guys you're ever going to trade for him are guys that probably aren't available like the all NBA guys that aren't available like you're not going to trade Jalen Brown for you're not going to like package Jalen Brown and a bunch of stuff and trade him to the Bucks for Giannis like that's just not going to ever 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 going to happen right right so the only way for to make a Jalen brown trade happen is if you kind of trade trade back not trade back but like trade make your team worse now to kind of try to set up for the future right and i just don't know if that's what the celtics should be doing with marcus smart getting a little old like al horford's still on the team like they have dudes compete now i think you kind of just have to run it back and see what happens yeah no i feel that i think that that would be my final answer on it is i just can't justify in my brain giving up an all NBA player who's Jalen Brown's what also yeah. like 26 years yeah, old. Yeah. He's super young. Like, I don't know. I would keep them together, try to maybe get another little piece here or there because obviously they're close, but not quite there this time. Yeah, for sure. Also real quick to circle back to Caleb Martin and then we'll move on. Caleb Martin was undrafted from Nevada, played for Eric Musselman with his buddy, Co- or buddy, his brother, Cody, <laughs> That's, that's his buddy. Uh, his buddy. Uh, he twins, was, yeah. Twins, yep. He was cut by the Hornets in 2021. I saw I saw a story where J. Cole was actually the one that reached out to the Heat staff, urging them to sign Caleb Martin. J. Cole, like the musician J. Cole? Like the rapper, yeah. Oh, cool. I had no, I have no idea if that's actually true, but that's, that's something I saw. But, and I was watching Game 7, and this is just kind of where my brain went. Cody Martin was supposed to be the good one of the two, right? Cody was better than Caleb. Yeah. And Cody is still on the Hornets currently, which makes me think the Pacers should take a shot on Cody Martin. Because what if he's Caleb Martin? <laughs> think about that. They're That's twins. True. They have to be like they're the kind exact of the same, same player, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think we should 
do something to get Cody Martin in the building. That's sure. all I'm saying about that. So I'm flawless logic. I'm yes. all in. Okay, great. Twins, the yeah. same person. He's going to be the exact. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Go for it. Glad we're on the same page here. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have any other NBA anything you want to get off before we get move on? Uh, just again, classic. Nobody talking about the Nuggets enough and yeah. the things that they're doing. And uh, Jokic and Murray are both averaging almost 30 points Mm -hmm. per game in the playoffs and i saw something that said um i think it was like the espn analytics said that the nuggets have like an 89 percent chance of winning the series Mm -hmm. and that's the only reason why i think the nuggets might not win because (laughs) because they should be so much better but just like the heat keep finding a way to beat teams that are quote unquote better than they are Mm -hmm. So I, I want the know. Heat to win so bad. I just don't think they will. I think the Nuggets are too yeah. good. At, at this point, I really it wouldn't bother me either way who wins. No, because not at all. I would rather see the Nuggets win as a franchise over the Heat because like I've seen the Heat win mm-hmm. before with like Dwayne Wade and sure. Stinky LeBron when he was there. Um, but the Heat being like an eight seed, <laughs> like I'm all for the right. underdog kind of sure. story. So I can't really also, lose it's at this point root against Jimmy Butler. Right. the 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 Boston teams are gone. And yeah. that's what's most important to me. Man, I don't know when I turned into such a Boston sports hater, <laughs> but here I am. So, um, What's your prediction? I think it'll be the Nuggets. I want to say six. Let's go seven, though. Okay. I think it'll go seven. I think Jimmy Butler will have one or two games where he just completely takes over. And so then Caleb Martin. the rest of the Heat team will step up in another game or two where I think it'll go maybe all the way. So we'll see. But hopefully it'll be good. I think it's basically just going to come down to if Bam Adebayo is going to be able to slow down yeah. Jokic at all. Mm. And if he can't do anything to slow down what Jokic is doing on the yeah. court, then it'll be over quick. But if they can figure something out and I think Spoh's a good enough coach that they might be able yeah. to, you know, work something out. Um, I think, yeah. I think Spoh's kind of entered the territory of like, I can't think he's the best coach in basketball right now. Like yeah. I'd rather have him over anybody and having, I think basketball is the sport is the number one sport where it's like, if you have a coaching advantage, that actually means something. Sure. And, I think Mike Malone's a good coach, but I don't think anyone's in the same stratosphere as Spolstra right now. So, yeah, you're right. The Heat do have a chance. I think it's going to be the Nuggets in six is what I bet. I believe it was five and a half to one. Um, Tyler Heroes may be coming back game three or something don't like that. Don't let him play. I saw. Keep him on the bench, But, yeah, he, they were doing better without him, so I would just <laughs> let him chill. Yep. Um, the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins got released by the Arizona Cardinals. They're going full tank, which is impressive. Um, Look, if uh, we all saw the um, little intro videos with the new coach, what's his name? <laughs> Jonathan Gannon. Gannon from the Eagles. Yeah. That is the cringiest dude I've ever seen in my life. And if I, I could, I don't think Hopkins was in that video. No. But if it went anything like what was on video, if Hopkins I was DeAndre Hopkins, I would have gotten the hell out of there as quick as I could as well. Yep. I, I do not blame him. Even before that, mm-hmm. would have wanted to get out of Arizona, but that dude, I would have been like, no, yeah. I got to go. <laughs> where do you want him to go? Where do you think he goes? Um, Well, selfishly, I would love for him to be on the Minnesota Vikings, right. but that's obviously not going to happen. Yeah. I think I would like to see him end up on the Ravens just because I want – 
Lamar to have no excuses to get rid of that narrative mm-hmm. of, oh, well, Lamar, L- Lamar, Lamar doesn't have anybody to pass to yeah. and he doesn't have the weapons and blah, blah, this and that. So I want him to have DeAndre Hopkins. He's got what OBJ now. And then they still have Zay like Flowers. Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers they, they drafted. drafted. So I just want that narrative to go away. Mm-hmm. So like chips on the table. Sure. Just, is Lamar that guy or not? Yeah. So. That's what I would like to see. I think he'll probably end up on the Bills or the Chiefs, okay. which feels unfair in both places. But Yeah, I what I would like to see for DeAndre Hopkins is kind of similar. The Ravens are like one of the teams on my, on my list, but I think the Ravens have not too many weapons because you forget they have Mark Andrews at tight end too, so you have that guy catching passes for you. So I don't think they're going to make – because I, I also saw something where he wants $22 million a season. I don't think that's going to happen for him for just I don't think teams are going to want to pay him that uh so I don't think the rave I would like to see him go to the Giants that's who I want him to go go to a team that kind of needs a number one wide receiver you paid Daniel Jones <laughs> you, you mean the Giants aren't doing great with their five number two or three receivers I was gonna say, that they, they have at, they have <laughs> they have so many like number three receivers it would make your head spin but give Daniel Jones like Give him DeAndre Hopkins and give him Darren Waller with Saquon Barkley and kind of the same thing with Lamar Jackson of like, all right, dude, you have all the weapons you need. Right. I don't want to hear shit from you ever. And like Daniel Jones wasn't catching that like Lamar was, but I think we were going to eventually get to that point with Daniel Jones if, sure. if it doesn't happen soon. Uh, do you put any stock into the Deshaun Watson stuff I've seen where since they played together in Houston, obviously, mm-hmm. um, and there was some interview like yesterday or something where Watson was saying, oh yeah, you know, we've been talking. He knows I would love to have him here and all that. So anything to that or just like, oh, that's my guy. And of course, anybody would want. Yeah, I think that that's probably that. Also, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I want it as far out of the Deshaun Watson business as possible. <laughs> just like you can be buddies with him, like whatever the case is. But I it, it will be interesting because we're going to talk quarterbacks a little way later right. about where kind of Deshaun Watson lands and all of that, because you're right. I mean, Two years ago, three years ago, he was maybe the best quarterback in the league. Or not maybe, not the best, but like he was a top five. He top led the five. league. I'd say he, he led the league in passing sure. his last full season in the NFL before his suspension. And then now what we saw last year, now Green took a year and a half off football Ooh. and all that stuff. So Ooh. it has, I think maybe it gets better this year, but he doesn't look like the same Deshaun Watson. So I don't know no. if, if I'm Hopkins, you're this late in your career. It depends on what you want, I guess. But if you want to win a championship, you're not going to go to Cleveland. You're, like, right. you're just not. Um, I would like to see him go, like I said, to the Giants. But uh, I agree with you. I think it's going to end up being the Chiefs or the Bills. I hope it's the Chiefs because I don't even hope it's the Chiefs. I don't know. I think it's going to be the Chiefs. My ultimate answer is I think it's going to be the Chiefs. Right. And I think that makes the most sense because – the Chiefs don't really have They've a clear, Tony a clear cut one dominant right now. one. Yeah, you know, like the Bills obviously have Stephon Diggs, where I think it would make most sense for mm-hmm. Hopkins to go to Kansas City. But yeah, so that'll be fun. Uh, I saw a story from Pro Football Talk today. Speaking of your Minnesota Vikings, that a Dalvin Cook trade could be coming probably this week, post June one, because after June one, you, he can convert. Uh, can split the $6.2 million cap acceleration over two years, 3.1 this year and 3.1 next year, making it more likely to trade. Uh, Do you want the Vikings to trade Dalvin Cook one? I don't. Okay. I would like to see him stay. Okay. 
And then second question, let's say you said yes to that previous question. I would love to see him traded. There, I'm no, shaking yeah, my head no, no, I know. Though, but. but if he gets traded, who do you think makes the most sense for Dalvin Cook right now? I, Miami, yeah. 100%. There's it's the no, only one right, right. now. Uh, who's Miami's running back now? I like think their top guy? Cause it, don't, didn't they bring back Mostert and Jeff Wilson? Mostert, sure. Yeah. yeah. Two very, oh, and they drafted uh, Devin Atkane, The I think he's a second rounder. Okay. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, just that Dalvin Cook's like from around mm-hmm. there. Um, it just kind of only makes sense that there's, um, yeah, Miles Gaskin is still there. Apparently, Salvin Ahmed is yeah. still there. So yeah, there's no, you know, clear cut dominant back in Miami. No. And they have, you know, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. They've got offensive weapons where I just think it would make too much sense mm-hmm. from any direction you look at it that Dalvin Cook should end up there if. He's not on the Vikings, but now let's say Dalvin Cook stays with the Vikings next year. This year, you the Vikings re-signed Alexander Madison. Yep. Uh, how do you see the split going this season if both of them are still back on the team? Like carry split? Uh, I would guess if Dalvin ends up still being here, the carries will probably be a little more split. Take a little bit of Dalvin's load off of him. So is this the last year of his? Like, what's his, like, contract thing? Like, can this be the last year with the Vikings if needed? Do you know? I feel like it might be two. I don't know. for I can't think of how long ago that contract was because it was a little bit ago. But, um, but yeah, I think it would probably be closer to, like, a 60-40 yeah. of Dalvin still gets the majority, but I think Madison will get more work that's not just you know, oh, Dalvin's hurt, let me... Or Do you think Alexander Madison is going to be playable in fantasy football this year as a flex guy? It's a good question. First instinct says yes. Okay. I would say that it would be kind of like um, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Like, okay. you know, not anything crazy, mm-hmm. but yeah, playable barely, Okay. probably. I'm Looking excited. at his contract. Uh Scroll down Does just go a down little anymore? bit. 2024, 2025. Okay. So, yeah. So, still two more years two more after years. this could. Right. Cap number. Yeah. And I guess that's the other thing is, like, I would only want Dalvin on the team on this contract for one, maybe two yeah. more years. But then, I mean, we're going to have to pay Justin Jefferson the King's He's ransom. He's going to be $200 million. So, receiver. we're going <laughs> to. Right. So, we're just not going to be able to pay. Yeah what we're paying him right I'm now. I'm excited so. to get into fantasy football talk this summer. We're going to have to do some fantasy football episodes. So that's going to be coming up. My last NFL thing before we get into quarterbacks is Pat McAfee signing a five-year $85 million deal with ESPN. Not sure if you saw that, but it's a shitload of money to move from. He, he gave up his four-year $120, $120 twenty million deal with FanDuel to move to ESPN. That's what I don't get. Just it's just the exposure because ESPN has the biggest audience. So the FanDuel contract was four years, one twenty. But from what I understand, Pat kind of ran the whole operation with that. So like he was in the meetings, he was running the show, he was doing all of this stuff, and he's a new dad uh, and has a lot of stuff going on now. So I think he kind of just wants to take a back seat and just host a show and not be worried about being in business meetings and selling ad, helping selling ads and doing all the shit he was probably doing with the FanDuel deals. So, you know, good for him. What a journey yeah. from being a punter, yeah. then becoming the best punter, the boomstick, mm-hmm. all that. And then it was injuries, right? Injuries. Cause he was yeah. like right at the height. He was like, 
you know, he could have the big thing. He could have come back. Punters. He could have had surgery, but he decided not to have surgery and retire. Right. Yeah. But remember how insane that was yeah. when he left pro football to join Barstool, Barstool. initially. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Yep. And then he was running Barstool Heartland, which mm-hmm. no longer exists. Talked to him at a was that St. Patty's Day? We I wasn't there for that, but it was St. Patty's Day. Yep. I talked to him. Good guy. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice human being. My but. only interaction with Pat McAfee was at Colts camp years and years and years ago at this point, but he was the first person to come up uh, after practice and sign autographs. And not only did he like sign autographs, he didn't like just sign the autograph and move on to the next person, but he tried to like talk to every single person that like wanted to talk to him, which was really cool. So seems like a genuine guy. I'm very happy for him. I know fans are very worried about the move to ESPN. I'm sure you don't watch the Pat McAfee show. I don't watch the Pat McAfee show. I see clips of it all over the place. I was going to say, I watch, I watch the Twitter clips sometimes. Um, but the the fans of the Pat McAfee show are very concerned with the move to ESPN because it's just going to get censored, censored so much. Yeah, and that's and part of the appeal. I feel like for a lot of people is that oh, it's just Pat they McAfee just saying whatever he wants. Like and, they know. can't say fuck anymore, and <gasps> they said that Zachary. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. oh no. <laughs> um, but no, they can't. They can't swear anymore. And yeah, a lot of people. I don't know. I. I don't think those guys are funny because they cuss. So I think they're going to be fine. Like, I think they're like talented enough to be able to do it, but it is, if I was a diehard listener to that show, I would be a little upset of like, right. just the show it, is changing. They'll, they'll still be fine. But like I said, I just think that's a big part of the appeal oh, yeah. is, Oh, people tune in because mm-hmm. it's not censored professional yeah. ESPN. It's just, Hey, here's just guys letting it rip talking about football sports and right. whatever else. So, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how all that goes. I'm I'm excited for for Pat and the fam. So good for him securing the bag, securing the bag. So let's talk quarterbacks. Let's do it. Let's. So this this initial conversation came up over the weekend when Jake and Alex asked me if I thought Kirk Cousins was a top ten quarterback. So we'll start it with I will say definitively, Kirk Cousins is a top ten quarterback in the NFL right now, which feels kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I get that, and I truly do not think that I'm being homer like bias towards the vikings i genuinely want the argument of who give me 10 quarterbacks that are better than kirk cousins if you think no so i do not think that but i want to so i have eight guys definitively are better than kirk cousins and i'll name them here in a second and then for me nine through 14 are kind of you can make an argument either way and kirk cousins could be one of nine or ten here and I'd be like, okay, like I kind of get it, but I don't think he is. So here's the eight that I will not hear any sort of back talk on. Okay, for Kirk, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have to fight on one. I've got him eighth on my list right now. So Pat, Patrick Mahomes, of course. Uh, Joe Burrow, easy. Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Those are my top five. Okay, uh, I don't Lamar, agree with Justin Herbert, but that's fine. Lamar Jackson six. Trevor Lawrence seven. Aaron Rodgers, eight. Those are the eight, my definitive top eight. And that's what I knew it was going to be. Trevor Lawrence is where I have issue. I mm-hmm. don't. What about Trevor Lawrence makes you think he definitely is better than Kirk Cousins right now? Now, if I'm starting a franchise, no, of I course, get that. Of course I'm talking I about Trevor Lawrence, but what like, I want from 2020 for 2023, sure. right? Trevor Lawrence on the way up. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins probably on the way down. So there's there's that argument to be made. Okay. Uh, Trevor Lawrence wa- 
finally showed flashes of the guy that everyone thought he was going to be coming out of Clemson. I think there's a chance after this season he's going to make the Jalen Hurts type rise where I think he's probably going to be in the top five at the end of the season. I truly do think that. Uh, but just based on everything we've seen. And, you know, obviously when, when you're ranking these guys, there has to be some sort of projection for the 2023 season. And I just truly think, like, how I did this exercise myself is I I tried to think of like I'm a Chicago's bear a Chicago Bear fan obviously and like who I would want on the Chicago Bears this season and Trevor Lawrence and Kirk Cousins like I get why why people are saying it's close but it I in my heart of hearts I just can't tell myself that I want Kirk Cousins over Trevor Lawrence. The rushing ability is better. I think the passing is going to be much closer, like passing stats and touchdowns uh, and things like that are going to be much closer. And Trevor Lawrence might have more this year because of the extra weapons that the Jaguars have added with Calvin Ridley and and guys like that. Um, But yeah, so that's why I think Trevor Lawrence is is my guy. Yeah. I'm not like fully like, oh, dude, you're crazy. But I just still think Kirk Cousins. And it's more... I've just never been big on Trevor Lawrence because, yeah, he had some good flashes this past year. But other than that, like watching him in college, if you didn't tell me that Mm -hmm. he was this like Peyton Manning, the next Andrew Luck type of prospect, like Mm -hmm. I never saw anything in any of the games I watched that like put him above any other Mm -hmm. college quarterback that I watched. Sure. Just like, yeah, he was good. He was definitely a really good college football quarterback but there was nothing about him that like made him this special tier that everybody painted him to his be. freshman year at clemson was that i don't know how much of that you watched but like him coming off his freshman year at clemson winning the national championship it was like man this guy is gonna be special and i don't know i, I that's that's where it happened was then and obviously i think he had to wait or maybe it was sophomore year, whatever. He had to wait a, a year or two after that to go to the NFL because I think he probably would have been the number one pick in the draft after that freshman season um, if he could go. But that's when it happened. And uh, later in the career, I do get what you're saying with like kind of tailing off and it wasn't as good. But 2021, he had Urban Meyer as his head coach, probably about the worst possible football situation you can put anybody in. And I think if you put Zach Wilson in that situation, let's say, for example, Zach Wilson's just out of the league now, like not even like anywhere close to the NFL. Sure. And the fact that Trevor Lawrence survived that and then got Doug Peterson year two with Doug Peterson, too. It's like, OK, we we saw we he had to learn two playbooks, two new playbooks in two straight years, basically, which isn't the easiest thing to do, I would imagine. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm very high on Trevor Lawrence. I love Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you're saying, oh, Urban Meyer kicked one kicker one time. <laughs> oh, he didn't go on the team plane after a game and got a little handsy yeah. with somebody at a little bar or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So it, he wasn't a good coach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, so those are my eight that I have definitively. And then nine, uh, I, have, I ended up putting Kirk Cousins 12. Um, I have nine Daniel Jones, 10 Tua, 11 Dak. Nine Daniel Jones, 10 Tua, 11 Dak. Tua, or we'll just start at nine. Nine Daniel Jones, well, he beat Kirk Cousins in the playoffs last year and is ascending as a quarterback, I think. And then two, or, and then Tua at 10 
we saw was probably gonna if he stays healthy could win an MVP like he's that talented of a guy where he might not have ever been the favorite last year but he was definitely in the top two or three favorites to win MVP last year which I don't think Kirk has probably ever done that or definitely I don't think we'll ever do that the rest of his career and then Dak Prescott 11 Dak and Kirk Cousins are the exact same player so you could put Dak at 12 and whatever the joke is Dak is the black Kirk Cousins I get it like they kind of both fuck up in the playoffs they have good regular season stats that's just kind of how it is so I could be convinced on Dak 12 and Kirk 11 good because Dak's not as good as Kirk Um, (laughs) well I okay that's fine that's fine. Um, That's fine. He's just not. Okay. Um, what was the one I was going to Oh, Tua. You seen Tua? Mm-hmm. Looking kind of like Thria? Yeah. Thick boy. Good. There was, there was a picture. His Good. legs. He'll he, stay healthy. His legs literally look twice as thick as they were. Perfect. In stuff from last year. So. And he had them skinny boy legs. I, I guess. He was like, man, every time I get tackled, I'm you know my body's dying so time to beef up beefcake 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 so we got three out there talking it um and left-handed we're getting how long until we start calling him the hefty lefty oh r.i.p how much shout out jared lorenzen rest in peace but how much bigger does he have to get or maybe (laughs) it was just one picture that he like (laughs) looks super thick and i'm really buying into it but he looked thick in the picture that i saw so good for him yeah, I but, don't know. I I get the injury concerns with Tua, but like making this list, you kind of have to assume injuries every because injuries can happen to anyone, right? And I guess part of how I put my list together is just that like Kirk Cousins has been so solid, so he consistent he's for awesome. so he's long. He's been very like, consistent. He's never hurt. He is going to give you. F- 4,000 yards, 25-plus touchdowns every single year, and just like that he's proven he's just going to keep doing that, I guess is maybe why I value him a little harder or a little higher than some of these guys that, like, yeah, I could see the argument for that they're mm-hmm. more talented maybe mm-hmm. in some aspects, but... Yeah, I, I I think Kirk's a very good quarterback. And, I yeah, I'll, I'll settle on 11 for Kirk there. And then 13, I end up having Deshaun Watson 18. Did you end up ranking Deshaun Watson at all? Yeah, hang on. I was getting a phone call. I'm going to turn it off. Um, I have him 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Would it help if I numbered these? 11, 12, 13. Okay. I had him. My top 10 was about the same. Lawrence Cousins, Prescott, Jared Goff, and then Derek Carr. I originally forgot to write Derek Carr in, and I snuck him in just above Deshaun Watson. Okay. Just because, like, that was the thing. is like I wanted to put Deshaun Watson low Mm -hmm. based on last year, but then, you know, how many games did he play this past year? Like five, six? Six games. So seven games ago for him. He was a top five quarterback, but it was two, three two years, years ago, ago at this, this point. point. So yeah, it was very hard to put him somewhere. But yeah, I, my ten, my ten through eighteen, the guys I had a, ahead of Deshaun Watson are Tua, Dak, Kirk, uh, Jared Goff, Derek Carr. I put Kyler Murray fifteen. I know he's going to miss the start of the season, um, but just assuming um, yeah. I guess health here for me. Deshaun Watson's still a top half of the league kind of quarterback. So yeah. he had to be 15, 16. I, I have Kyler 15, Geno 16, Justin Fields 17, Deshaun Watson 18, Kenny Pickett 19, Brock Purdy 20. 
Russell Wilson, 21. Matt Stafford, 22. Those were the only 22 I, I ranked. Damn. What? Feels a little disrespectful to Matt Stafford. I mean, I don't know if he can move his neck. That's the problem. <laughs> is like, he should just retire. Because let me tell you, dude, he's old, and I don't know if he can move. So I don't know Same. if I want him as my quarterback in See 2023. Ya. Hall of Famer. But I don't want him as my quarterback in 2023. Um, but yeah, that's kind of kind of what I what I have right now. I'm with you. Like in my head, it's like yeah, Deshaun Watson probably is a top half of the court, like top half of the league quarterback. But when I like went through the names, I just I couldn't do it. I just put him at 18. Like right. if you told me Justin Fields or Deshaun Watson for this season, like who would I rather have? I'd rather just keep Justin Fields on in Chicago. Um, which might be wrong, but like, I don't know. That's just kind of how I feel about that. Sure. Um, so one thing that I want to put the the quarterback situation in the league into perspective, <clears throat> it's based on your list. It's not quite this, but Kirk Cousins is definitely a top three NFC quarterback. I think he is the second best quarterback in the NFC. Thoughts on that. Behind Jalen, Jalen Hurts is the clear number one in the yeah, NFC. Yeah, I mean, I I could, I mean, I would, I would rather have, um, I'd rather have Daniel Jones, but that's the only other one. I mean, I, because the NFC, I'm looking at these quarterbacks right now. Boy, do they stink! But the is, isn't that insane to yeah. think? Like, with the first time I like saw that and said it out loud, uh-huh. I was like, Kirk Cousins, like a top two quarterback in the conference. No, but then I was like, oh, who's better? Yeah, like you could make the argument for Dak, you could make the argument mm-hmm. for Daniel Jones, but I don't but think really either either one of those is like clearly better. Mm-hmm. Like Derek Carr, don't think so. Um, I don't even know how to get to the Jared next Goff, ones. Geno Smith, Gino, like Kyler, like I just truly don't Brock think Purdy, anybody's better besides Jalen Hurts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is insane to think about. Yeah, Kirk's awesome. I mean, he's. It's just kind of you're right. Kind of shows you what the NFC quarterback picture looks like, and it's like shit, man. There's a lot of teams Dicks. that can make a run at at that NFC title this year. Yeah, the Vikings going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Takes one little injury, Jalen Hurts, one and uh-oh, Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. I did see something. I think it was Bet River tweeted something out today that uh, the the two teams that they have received the most money on to win the division are the Lions and the Bears of any other teams, like in football, just because of the odds, right? Like right. you know. But I think uh, I think yeah. I mean. I would take Kirk third, but Kirk second, like that's fine, whatever. But yeah, he's he's up there. He is definitely up there. Which great for Kirk Cousins. Great guy. Love if him. it kills me, it kills me. COVID. I'd, yeah. I just known anti vaxxer, if we want to get into that. Or we can talk about how fun he is with Kirko chains and all that. <laughs> yeah. Remember when he was wearing the chain on the team plane and all yeah, that? Yeah, let's talk about that. That was cool. That was sick. That's my quarterback. <laughs> Do you think Justin Jefferson likes Kirk Cousins? I really do. There, there. I've questioned that. I guess it's just kind of the PTSD of Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Of oh, we have this like superstar receiver, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he just upped and left. Yeah. Fuck you, Kirk Cousins, kind of thing. Um, I really think he does. There's been some interviews, but I, I've kind of had a keen eye mm-hmm. on that since Justin Jefferson became this superstar of, oh God, he's going to want to leave. He's he's not going to like Kirk and yeah. the way that he's 
answered certain things and defended him in other ways. It does. I truly do think that he That's does. That's good. So. I do think Kirk's, was he going to be the Vi- the Vikings quarterback for another year or two? Maybe. Yeah. He probably so, doesn't have much longer than that, but. Yeah. So I, I think Jefferson is due for an extension this year, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be interesting to see, see how all that turns out. But I truly think, Justin Jefferson might be a $200 million receiver, which yep. is terrifying. He should be, and he will. And yeah. I think that the Vikings, like, management's smart enough that they're just going to give him whatever he wants because he's a absolutely, like, generational talent. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that was fun quarterback talk. I'm excited for the NFL season. Good QB talk. I think I saw something that's like 100 days away. 100 Still days, yep. And college football is like 89 days away or something like that. It's fine. Um, you want to talk – some old guys having kids. <sighs> <laughs> let's let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Do you so, want do you want to start? You start. Yeah. So last week on the show, I I brought up that uh, De Niro was having his seventh kid or something like uh-huh. that at the age of eighty nine, seventy nine, whatever. 79. Um, he'll be 80 in August. Yes. I, have, I have notes on this because yeah. I was getting yeah, really save, save Saving has some takes here. Uh, and then it just came out today that Al Pacino, who is 82 years old, is having his fourth kid. 83. 83. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the th- first thought I had, my my first thought I had, and I'll, and I'll let you get into your thoughts after this, is I love the idea of De Niro and Pacino dropping their kids off at daycare at the same time. Just the visual of that, of just being in the daycare line. Who's who's driving them there? Because I don't think that they can drive cars anymore. <laughs> so how are they getting to daycare? Their young wives or girlfriends or whatever. But yeah, I just the visual of that of of Pacino and De Niro dropping off somebody Billy we, and somebody wheeling them in with yeah. a baby in their lap, <laughs> yeah. taking them to daycare. Yeah. Sure, yeah think it's kind of funny but what are your takes on this i i i can't stand it how how wildly irresponsible that is just as a human being those kids are fucked like best case scenario okay de niro does live for 18 more years okay to see this child's high school graduation he's not he's 97 or 98 years old if that happens Mm -hmm. okay pacino's worse pacino's older he's 83 turned 83 last month mm-hmm. so if he sees this child's high school graduation he's over 100 years old 100 yeah. years old yeah. here's my hope that's not pacino's kid at all mm. old girl just got knocked up by a regularly aged person who should be a father she's 29 years because old. this is unreal what are we doing this goes back to my whole met gala take of celebrities i don't get it why do we give them the pass just because they're famous that's fucking insane if you are 80 almost 80 or just over 80 years old fathering a child what are you what are we doing should we have like a mandatory vasectomy once you get to the age of like 70 that's the thing is like i don't want to get into like a moral compass argument of you can't tell people how to live their lives necessarily but that is so unfair to these kids like I mean, you're the kids, so lucky, lucky if you live to 90 years old. And even if you live to 90 years old, your quality of life at that point can't be that good. You are not going to be raising a seven-year-old child well at mm-hmm. 90 years old or a 10-year-old child well at 90 years old. What are we doing? What is this? Yeah. Yeah, also, it's crazy. Also, how can they even make that happen? Yeah, Viagra kid, is that strong? 
Yeah, good for good for these dudes just slinging it still, you know? It's nuts. And then I also uh, did a little research into Pacino's girl. Yeah, how old is she? She's she's 29. Okay. That's the one that's 29. Oh, no, Pacino's 29, yeah. Yeah, De Niro was like 30-something. Okay. I don't know. Got but it. Pacino's girl is 29, mm-hmm. and she has a former older man relationship. Can you, can you click that one? Are you aware of who it is? Nor... nor I'll I'll follow. Yeah, yeah. all time all time great rock star. Uh, no, who is it? So wait, you're you're telling me this lady has a history of dating rich old men? Yes, but no kids with them. I don't think so. Okay, who is? But it? Mick Jagger. Oh fuck yeah! So apparently, when she was 22, Mick Jagger was 74. Mm-hmm. They were together. I don't know. I don't think that they had kids. Sure. But and then in between Mick Jagger, she was with some 50-something-year-old billionaire for a little bit, maybe, and then now has moved on to Al Pacino. And so is you're saying with she child. has a type? Uh, I'm not saying. Love is love. It's definitely love. But what? The Are you fuck? saying that she might be into it? For the money? It just it just makes me so sad. And this is probably the teacher and me, mm. you know, worrying about these children because it's... As what long- do you think? Like, what are you doing? I also... I did full research into this. Pacino Fuck had yeah. his very first kid at the age of 50. Oh, so th- his first kid's just going to raise this one. It's his fine. first kid was when he was 50. That's already probably too old to father a child. If we're talking just uh, yeah, how you would judge a normal human being. Sure. Because celebrities are normal human beings. 50 years old as a first-time dad is kind of insane. And then he had twins at the age of 60. So 10 years later, mm-hmm. then he has twins. And now those twins are like 22 years old. So they're probably just finishing up college. And then now you're having another baby at 83 that like it make it make sense to me. This goes into like Leonardo DiCaprio dating these like 20 year olds and he's like 50 something. Why do these people get this pass? If you knew somebody in your life doing these things, you like if your grandfather probably could be around 83 years old, mm. you would probably go get your grandfather checked into a nursing home if he was trying to impregnate a 20 something year old woman. My grandpa's dead. Mine is too. Oh, okay. both of them. All right. This was a hypothetical. Oh, I'm talking to the listener at home. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have cut that. I don't know if my parents are going to like that. <laughs> Actually, cut that. It's funny, but leave I don't it. know if my parents are going to like leave that. Leave it. All right, fuck it. Leave it in. Leave it in. Um, Sorry, mom and dad. It's a joke. But like, you know what I'm saying? So what? why do we give this pass of, oh, this is crazy. Al Pacino's having another kid. Ha, ha, ha. Like, that's not an okay decision to make. You are not in your right mind right. fathering a child at that age. That is, like, where? when does DCS get involved? Like, social services. They Take don't. this kid away. Like, that is so irresponsible. Hey, guess what? I'm going to have a kid. I'm pretty certain he's not going to have a dad at the age of 12 because life expectancy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Fuck. It is fucked. Can't stand it. But let me tell you, the kid's going to be raised well, have a lot of money, so good for them. I well, mean, it's 2023. VeggieTales is looking a lot different these years. So God. True. It is. I just... It, it does suck. It's, thank God we have Miss Rachel. And Miss Rachel will do a wonderful job raising that child through those videos. It's, uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's a, it's a very wild story. I think, 
you shouldn't have kids that old, but you know, I hate it. Pacino and De Niro just kind of doing the damn thing. I'm, I'm into the. Do man. you think this is an accidental thing? Has to be, right? I don't think so. Why? Okay. Because you're t- he would have gotten a vasectomy if he didn't want. True. You know? I'm going to make it my life's goal is to get Al Pacino on the podcast and ask him. And that's cool. Gonna we be probably only have a year or two All right. before I'm he's gonna, gone. I'll, I'll start DMing him and uh, see if I can get cool. first, first, first interview, first whatever, Al Pacino on I'll the podcast. I'll be his text-to-speech because his eyes aren't going to be able to read the DMs. <sighs> say, what hospital are we pulling up to? Exactly. Damn. But, yeah, so that's... Can't stand it. Wildly irresponsible. Did you... Yeah, moving on. Uh, did you see that shit with Jamie Foxx where people were like, yeah, Jamie Foxx is about to die? <laughs> no, Jamie Foxx is dead. And then it was like his daughter or something was like, psych, he's been out of the hospital for like three he's weeks. He's playing pickleball. He's playing pickleball. It's like, no, dude, he's not dead. And it's like, how does how does TMZ or like whatever news site broke this, like actually put that out there without knowing for sure? I don't know. And I get that it's money and it's clicks and it's all of this shit and we're talking about it now, so that's why you're doing it. And we're part of the problem. The media's the problem. But it's just crazy to me. I don't know. Yeah. And if TMZ wasn't the one breaking that and being very wrong about it, then sorry for the ricochet shot, but like TMZ shouldn't exist. TMZ paparazzi should be illegal. Scumbags, yeah. Like the way that they just like literally stalk celebrities around again this goes back to my whole celebrities are just fucking people man so why is it quote unquote your job to follow them around harass them ask them questions take pictures of everything that they're doing it's crazy like that's fucking nuts it's no wonder all these celebrities are so fucked up doing all this crazy shit yeah they just can't live a life well because because of stuff like you're 100 percent right because the the people following around jamie fox and justin bieber like the a-list stars it's like okay like people are gonna want to do that i feel bad for these like uh, and it started in the pan- pandemic, but like the TikTokers and stuff like that, that all of a sudden had millions of followers and like have just random people just outside their house all the time. And it's like, I posted videos on the internet and now I have stalkers outside my house. It's like, that's not fucking cool. And there's like a TikTok um, uh, paparazzi guy, like a specific guy, I can't think of his name right now, but he just like follows these kids around and just like, What's up, dude? How's things been? And it's like, what is your problem that you're following around 17-year-olds asking them how their how their life is? It's like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. And then the idea of like paparazzi goes into like legitimate crazy people who then are stalking yeah. and following them around and then celebrities are probably just like, "Well, there's always people following mm-hmm. me around." Uh, I think it was Miranda Cosgrove. Do you guys remember that? Years ago, mm-hmm. but she had like a legitimate stalker like showed up at her house and like I think like killed himself in her backyard or something like some absolutely wild shit. Like, yeah, well, I don't remember exactly, but that story. And then, uh, a few years ago, this was probably close to 10 years ago, unfortunately, but it was a singer on the voice. Her name was Christina Grimmie. Um, yeah. Do you remember this, Ben? Yeah. Uh, was, had a concert in Orlando. I think it was Orlando and like a crazy stalker fan, like that loved her. Like he was a fan of hers. Like, just came up to her at a meet and greet and just killed her like straight up. And it's like, that is terrifying. All right. We've, we've got the solution. 
we need everyone stop consuming all media. Stop we're gonna listening sh- to this podcast. We're going to shut the right podcast now. down. We're going to shut movies, TV, we're going everything off the grid. down. Everybody's off the grid. We need a full reset have on you ever, life. Have you ever seen Little House on the Prairie? That's what we're going back to, baby. Uh, that's a media reference. Those oh, are celebrities. Shit. You can't use Fuck. that. Never mind. We're not Have doing you ever that. seen Grass before? Go touch it. <laughs> Go touch it. Facts. Oh, shit. But yeah, just crazy. Yeah, shot three times, once in the head, twice in the chest. Uh, just a terrifying, scary, scary situation. Uh, yeah, happened in 2016. So uh, yeah, it's scary stuff. People stop following celebrities around. Speaking of... Stop worshiping these celebrities and these athletes, I say, as I spend an hour of my time talking about celebrities right, and athletes. Right, exactly. But I'm never following people around, for the record. Um, this weekend, uh, I watched this mermaid documentary on Netflix, and I know neither of you watched it. You say mermaid? Mermaid. Like Little Mermaid, mermaid. Mermaid documentary. Mm-hmm. It's a okay. four-part docuseries on Netflix. It's called Mer People, and it's these people that legitimately try to be mermaids professionally and kind of the story of how they do that. They're 45 minutes each. It's the weirdest thing I've ever watched, but it is so good. And like these people are psychopaths, but it's just interesting television to watch. So if you're looking for a documentary or something good that you can like knock out in an afternoon, watch this. You're about two and a half hours in and out and it's good stuff. Uh, but would, yeah, would you recommend it as a prequel or a sequel to the new Little Mermaid movie? Should I watch this before the new <laughs> Little Mermaid? Great or question. Should I watch the doc after? I would say, uh, to get an idea of what mermaids are about, watch it before. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. So I'll start with the original cartoon. Yeah, I'll watch the doc, right? And then I'll watch the re- right because that one's the real life yeah. mermaid. Well, so yeah, I should watch, get some background. You have on to watch that. one and two of the of the cartoons. Oh, shit, they made a second mm-hmm. one. She had a kid. Yeah, I don't even remember Morgana. Are you a big Little Mermaid 2 guy? Uh, no. Straight to VHS? No, I'm not. Uh, I've never seen it. But watching this documentary, um, Jackie was like, oh, Morgana, that's the Little Mermaid 2 fucking whatever character. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Like That's, they, a, that's cool. Nice excuse for yeah. being a big fan of the Disney straight to VHS <laughs> yeah. movies from the 90s and 2000s. <laughs> right. But anyway, speaking of Disney, we're going to have a Disney Channel original movie draft next week. So get hyped for that. Me, Saving and Ben. So uh, very excited to to get into all of that. So that's coming next week. Um, That's all I have for pop culture. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? I just wanted to get angry at the old dads. That was it. Fuck the old dads. I said said what I needed to say. Uh, let's get into our top five this week. I wrote down the top five. It's top five romantic comedies. Uh, I think the three of us are all rom-com guys. Love a good rom-com. I am pretty positive all three of us have seen all five of these movies. I tried to find movies that everyone would see. And uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into it. So, not to do any spoilers, mm-hmm. are these all going to be like seen in a movie theater like blockbuster kind of rom-coms or like terrible netflix rom-coms play here these are popular like, like good big rom-coms. ones okay. yeah love this me a good like off the wall this isn't, terrible netflix rom-com this but. isn't this isn't set it up on netflix <laughs> great that's exactly the vibe that i'm talking about right love, exactly exactly that so it's will really not be good. on this list yeah, set it up not on this list or Got anything it. of that out um first one for uh for getting sarah marshall Damn. Well, I'll go first. 
This is, I think, number two on my any movie all-time mm. favorite movies. It's a top five movie. So it has two. to be number one. Yeah. Because, one because Big Daddy's not a rom-com. Well, I guess any comedy you yeah. can. Yeah. Not really. No. But, um, so yeah, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, easily number one on this list mm-hmm. because it is my second favorite movie of all time. Who's your favorite character in that movie? Oh, man. There's so many, like, Paul Rudd's character as the surf instructor. Like, that's such a tiny thing, but hilarious. Jack McBrayer's character, who's the guy who's on his honeymoon. Bill Hader. Is another random, the stepbrother, yeah. Bill Hader. Like, just every character in that movie is so, so like, cute. it's such a fucking funny movie. Yeah. So if you've never seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall, you need to watch it right now. It's it been has a great 15, cast 16 too. years. Mila Kunis, Jason Siegel, Bill Hader. Russell Brand, uh, Kristen Russell Brand, Bell. Kristen Bell, yeah, just... Heavy hitters, so yeah. Oh, Ben, you put it four. Hater. It's a four for me. Yeah. I just, what the fuck? I can recall certain scenes of it. I also like, like you mentioned, it's a good cast. Jonah Hill's in Jonah there. Hill. He's I, the the waiter. waiter that works at the hotel. Everything that you have just said about the movie meant nothing to me because that's, oh, that's you gotta how watch it. That's you gotta it might as well it. be five. As right soon now. as we're done with this podcast, I we're know what we're doing. It. I'm gonna force you. I'm gonna clamp your eyes open. I mean, I think the last it. time I watched it was honestly probably living with you. So probably. Like, and oh that, my. And that God. was what, circa it's so good. at least like, 2017, maybe five, six years ago now. Dracula so. musical. Dracula musical. Do you remember uh, Steve-O saying that at Mr. Steve-O Royal? at the yep, talent show at our high senior year high school talent show. show One of the guys Steve-O. did the Dracula musical song. Yeah. Uh, number two is kind of a, a two-parter because they're the same movie. I think you can guess it, but no strings attached and friends with benefits. Different movies. I mean, it's... Same, same, but different. Damn. Well, here's the thing. If it was just Friends with Benefits, I'd probably put it three. I would leave some room for something to go to. No Strings Attached is okay, probably... Okay, so, so rank your favorite of the two. No Which, Strings Attached. Okay. For sure. That's fine. For and both of you. nothing against Friends with Benefits. I do really like Friends with Benefits. They but came out I, the same year. I always just really liked um, No Strings Attached better. Me too. I'm a No and Strings Attached guy too. I don't know what it is because like... Natalie Portman, I love Natalie Portman. Uh-huh. Love Mila Kunis. I love Ashton Kutcher. Love Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Like, there's no definite re- rhyme or reason exactly why, but I just generally like No Strings Attached better. It's kind of funny that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis both did rom. They did the, the same, same movie and not together. And not together <laughs> when they're married because they're all married and shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, No Strings Attached. No I'll strings put attached. It too. Then. ben, which is your favorite of the two? What is no strings is now that is Natalie, Natalie Portman, Portman, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, okay. right. And he like uh, his dad. He's the the show writer, and his dad is great Scott and does the <laughs> whole thing. And he dates his ex girlfriend, and he goes it like uh, his dad dates Ashton Kutcher's ex girlfriend, and that sends him into a whole tailspin. Yeah. And, is and then his friends with benefits. That's when. Jay Timberlake, his dad is kind of like me. He has Alzheimer's. Oh, okay, yeah. and that one, that one is more sad to me. And that I, is sad. I, I like that some, shit is sad. some heavy hits. I'm gonna go Friends with Benefits okay. on that one, and I'm gonna throw that up as, at two as well. Wow. I mean, it's just yeah, it's a I great mean, movie. It's a great movie. I, I fucking and, love. Yeah. It. I watched it recently. I watched it probably two weeks ago. It's on uh, I think HBO now, and it's on what now? Or don't the, you mean Max? Max, my apologies. Also, don't you mean HBO just, Go. A, a quick HBO funny, now? quick funny on that that I saw is it said um, HBO Max turning into Max. Your move, Peacock. 
Oh, nice. Pretty good. Cock. Got it. Dude, don't spoil it. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Bleep that. Um, so, Friends with Benefits 2 for you. Um, okay. Uh, number three on this list here is Crazy Rich Asians. I don't know. I'll put that at five. I've only seen it Racist. once. and it's I don't- still May. <laughs> Lord, I knew that's where that was going. <laughs> I've only seen it once, and it was when we rented at the theater. That was cool. Yeah, that was kick ass. We and got to watch it like that. Um, but there was like, I couldn't tell you one thing from the plot mm-hmm. of that movie at all. Like, yeah. it was years ago. It was a fine movie. I didn't dislike it, but there was nothing that really jumped out to me of like, oh, what a great movie. I loved that. It was mm-hmm. just, okay. And I loved that movie. I thought that was the number one for me. I've seen that movie more than anything else that's been mentioned thus far. I think it's so good. I went to see it in theaters when it w- came out the first time around. Me and T went to go see it. And uh, I thought it was really good as well. I think I think for me personally, it's probably number three on this list. And No Strings Attached is number two. But um, it's it's very good. Definitely worth it. Well, I, it's one of the like best-selling like rom-coms ever. So I'm sure everyone's seen it. But it's definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, number four on here, I think, is a little bit of a sleeper uh, in the rom-com world now. It was a heavy hitter back in the day, I feel like, but I think it's kind of lost some respect. Fever Pitch. Uh, not Fever Pitch. <laughs> Don't get me started on Fever Pitch. I love Fever Pitch. It's a, it's the best bad movie I've ever seen, probably, but I watch it at least once a year. It's awesome. Love Jimmy Fallon. Love Drew, Drew Barrymore. Um Crazy Stupid Love. Oh. I feel like that was I thought a, you were saying Crazy Rich Asians. I was like, what? No. Uh, I feel like that was a heavy hitter. Yeah. In put, like, put that at three. And yeah, now that you've said that, absolutely. That was like so big when it came out. And mm-hmm. I feel like nobody ever really watches it, nope. talks about it. We probably turned that on like a year or two ago, maybe. Um, but yeah, that's a really, really good one. It is a good one. Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling. And, Emma Stone's in that And just movie. Yeah, the way everybody gets connected yeah. at the end. Yeah, no, I really, really like that one. That's a really good... Th- like, my one, two, three, I think is great. Mm-hmm. But like, those three would probably be three of my top five of just like any movie. Yeah. Like, I love all of those movies so much. Yeah. Crazy Stupid Love, great one. Yeah. Five. I've never seen that movie. Oh, you got to watch what? it. What? If you like rom-coms, you got to watch it. You got to throw that on. It's uh, it's definitely a top tier rom-com for me. Um, I think Steve Carell's character in that is so fucking funny. Just like everything he does of like going through the divorce and everything is just, it's hilarious. Just him and Ryan Gosling do, I was kind of skeptical of how that was going to go between the two of them, but I think both of them work really well together. And I'm also a huge Emma Stone fan, so anytime she's in a movie, I got to watch it. So, uh, Crazy Stupid Love. And last one, another one that was a heavy hitter probably when we were in high school and isn't talked about much now, 500 Days of Summer. Bro, what have you done? Talk about deep hits. I, I, these were heavy hitters. No, well, if, if I have my list of top five movies all time... Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, No Strings Attached, and 500 Days of Summer, I think, are all on there. Now, 500 Days of Summer is a little bit different. It's more of like the indie kind yeah, of feel where, like, 
Um, like I would tell anybody to turn on Forgetting Sarah Marshall and like, oh, go watch that. Mm -hmm. It's going to be funny. And like no strings attached. If you're looking for a rom-com, go watch that. Uh 500 Days of Summer, I I love it so much, but I could see why that wouldn't be some people's cup of tea. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I do really, really love 500 Days of Summer. it is really good. So uh, I would probably put it above Crazy Stupid Love if I had a perfect list, but that's, it had to go in my fourth spot. But yeah. Tom Hansen, mm-hmm. just an all-time, all-time sad, yeah. sad boy. Yep. That's, that's a big sad boy vibes movie for sure. Have you seen that one? I have seen that okay. one. Okay. Because of because of Saban. So yeah, okay. There you go. That, yeah. If if you want to feel sad some feels <laughs> and just like think about every heartbreak you've ever had in your entire life, that's the movie for you. If you yeah. want to get a good cry in. <laughs> yeah. Well, my favorite thing about that movie is. As a young lad, I related to Tom a lot oh, yeah. of like, oh my gosh, so dramatic, sad boy kind of things. And then growing up is realizing Tom's Tom's not the bad guy, but like Summer's not really that much of a no. bad guy in that movie at oh. all, where uh, he goes on like a blind date at one point and the girl puts it in perspective. She's like, so she told you from the beginning Mm -hmm. she didn't want anything serious and you were just hanging out and then now she left and it's a problem for you kind of Mm -hmm. thing where it's like, oh, yeah. Don't bring logic into self-sabotage. It's like when you're watching this, I think this movie came out when we were like 16 or 17 or something like that. Oh, yeah. It would have been, yeah, probably like 2009 where Yeah, where, where it's like you're watching it when you're a teenager and it's like, yeah, fuck her. And now it's like, <laughs> oh, summer's the worst. Oh, wait. And then it's like, she oh, was right. Well, yeah, no, she kind of <laughs> did let him know from the start and he just got really into his feelings yeah. about it. Like, oh, Joseph Gordon-Levin, jo- Zoe Deschanel, unbelievable. Yeah. Minky Kelly. And I love Chloe Grace Moretz being his little sister yeah. and like being oh, yeah. his voice of reason. Uh-huh. Just don't be a pussy, Tom. Don't be a pussy, Tom. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't throw um, what is that movie where he he works as a TSA agent and uh, she's out of my league. She's out of my league. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't I throw that one on She's there. out of my league. Well, I didn't know if anyone, everyone had watched She's Out of My League. And then yeah. a notable mention that I'm thinking of on my rom-com list is, uh, what is it? Actually Maybe? Is that? Oh, yeah. Actually Ryan Maybe Gosling? with... Um, no. Definitely Maybe? De- definitely definitely maybe. maybe with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, that's what I mean. Where he tells the, the story about how he met his... Kids, yeah. mom, and yeah. all that. Um, I like that movie a lot. And I was hoping for Hitch. Hitch is good. Hitch, Hitch is awesome. so fun. Fact: Since Ryan Gosling already got brought up, did you know Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes are together and have been together for over a decade? Wow, good for them. See, but you didn't know that, right? Mm-hmm. How Power the fuck couple. do we not know yeah. that? Power and couple. it just like happened to pop up because Ryan Gosling's in the new Barbie movie. Yeah, and then there was something. I was that. just like on his Wikipedia page looking at shit, and it was like partner. 2011 to Eva present, Mendes. Eva Mendes. They have a couple kids together. How do how do I not know that? I hope somebody else listening to this also had no idea. So Eva Mendes, if you don't know, is the main girl from Hitch. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Ryan Gosling is Ryan Gosling. And if yep. you don't know Ryan Gosling, what are you doing? Right. But, like, the notebook. those are two huge, like, stars. Yeah. And they've been together for 12 years. How did we not know this? I mean, they got married in 2011, I think, as... It says partner. So are they married? Uh, okay, fair. So maybe that's why? Maybe that's why, but I also just think that if you're looking back on it, what what did you have going on in 2011? Like Graduating high school? That was probably the priority, right? <laughs> <laughs> but still, even since then, like... Yeah, you don't fair. see them, like, 
out and on, right. on social media. They figured out by pop, paparazzi. Yeah, they figured like, out I the just, workarounds. To yeah, I assumed. What has Eva Mendez been doing? Has she been in? Anything? Yeah, go to her and see what she's been up to. Because she was in a ton of stuff she like was. in the mid two thousands, but since then, not really sure. Looks like her. She's been in a relationship with Canadian actor Ryan Gosling since 2011, so I don't know. I don't think they're married. Tax yeah. purposes. They both make a shitload of money. Can you just like scroll down to her filmography and see yeah. what she's been in recently? 2014? Oh, this would be the last her last acting role until 2021 when she voiced a character in an animated series, Bluey. Bluey, shout out. In the out. episode Born Yesterday. Tyler Bush talks about Bluey a lot. Apparently that's hot in the streets. So from the 2014 to 2021, she did absolutely nothing. Well, she was just and with Ryan Gosling. She was with she, the kids. Yeah. That's, Stay see, when the, see when the kids are born. Good for her. And then making a return on Bluey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're probably hot in the Bluey streets. Is Bluey... Oh, bro, if you knew how many times we did a Bluey brain break this year... Sheesh. Yeah, you should show the kids this episode. Eva Mendez, have you guys ever seen Hitch? <laughs> hey kids, you know Hitch. You're seven. You're you seven. <laughs> you can figure it out. Um, but yeah, that was good. That was good rom com talk. I enjoyed that. Uh, that should be about it for this week's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, on Spotify, follow, rate five stars, share us on Facebook, or do don't. Do all the things or stop or, telling people what to do every week man. or don't or don't you don't have to do that i guess That's i would right. I, I would appreciate if you did that it's very me. nice of you to say yeah i would appreciate that so uh if you could do that for me that'd be great we will be back next week uh no jake to bond again uh but we like i said before we'll have a disney channel original movie draft so that's coming up next week until then bye-bye and scene